And honestly, I think it's a terrible stereotype because I think everybody loves watermelon. Watermelon's just good. I don't. If you don't like watermelon, there's something wrong with you, in my opinion. So I love it. So when I see this watermelon, this juicy, red, succulent watermelon sitting on that table, and it was just, it was mounds of it, people. And it's free. Ladies and gentlemen, I could not contain my excitement and my joy any longer at this point i had stayed pretty composed at this point i may have been smiling but in my head i was freaking out at all this free food because nothing gets me more excited than free food ladies and gentlemen so but like i said i held my composure i had acted correctly but ladies and gentlemen when i got a gander at that beautiful delicious watermelon i said oh bet that's what's up and I said it super loud and I said it super excited. And the minute I said it, I look up and there is this old white couple staring at me as if, oh my gosh, they really do love watermelon. This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host. Brian Colbert. Welcome, world. Welcome to another episode of the greatest podcast in the world, the Out of Character Podcast, episode 41 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first time listener, welcome. We hope you enjoy the show. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, family. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. Whether you're listening, whether you're watching, like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that the young kids tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 41, and we have a lot to get into today. Ladies and gentlemen, what y'all looking at right now is a championship glow if you're watching. But if you're listening, you probably hear something a little different too. And that is also the sound of a championship glow. Now, BC, why would you have a championship glow? You might ask. That is because the soccer team that I have been working for, that I have been covering, that I have been reporting, that I have been storytelling for, has won the USL championship. Yes, let's give a round of applause to San Antonio FC, my guys. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with what I've been doing, the past year or why I moved out to San Antonio, Texas. It is because I am chasing my dream of being a journalist, being a reporter. And part of that has been me taking on a job for San Antonio FC, which is a soccer club for the USL, and basically covering them. I also get to produce as well, which is really cool because I don't waste all these years of production experience. But the main thing I am doing is reporting and storytelling when it comes to the players and kind of giving like a deeper look into the players. So I've been doing that all year and the USL season is long. I don't really want to put a month on, but I feel like it's like seven straight months of action. So these guys is working hard. And let me tell you like, I was a little nervous moving out here and like doing soccer because I'll be real. I'll be real. Like I didn't know much about it. Like I played when I was in middle. I think I played from elementary school all the way to middle school. But then I stopped when I got to high school because it just it wasn't something that really interested me. And then after that, I kind of just left it alone. I didn't really watch soccer. I didn't follow it. Even the World Cup, I barely paid attention to. It just wasn't one of my things, you know. So when I got the call about this job 
because I didn't apply. It actually hit me up and was like, yo, we think you'd be perfect for this. Because of my on-air, like, talent abilities, they really needed somebody that could, like, you know, get it done on both ends, in front of the camera and behind the camera, and they felt like I could do that. Which was dope because, like I said, I didn't have any soccer experience. And I even told them that, like, when they was asking me about a job, I'm like, guys, I don't really get into soccer like that. But I guarantee you, y'all give me this chance and let me report and be on camera. I'm, I'm going to make it do what it do. And that's what happened. And honestly, it was a very, very easy transition. And that was mostly because of how great the team was, the players, the guys. And a lot of times when you work with pro athletes, right, because these guys are pro athletes. When you work with pro athletes, sometimes they... They don't want to talk to media. Sometimes they think they're too good to answer questions. They have better things to do. And a lot of times they do have better things to do. Like these guys are tired. And a lot of times we're getting them and asking them questions after a long practice, after working out, after lifting, um, after a game. You know, so these guys are tired. So rightfully so, they don't always feel like talking. And this is, like I said, seven, eight months of talking, right? But these gentlemen... San Antonio FC players, every single last one of them, are the kindest, nicest, sweetest guys I've ever met. And it was so cool to see the camaraderie, the gamesmanship between them, the competitive energy, going to practices, going to the games, being right there on the sideline. It was crazy to watch. So then to not only be able to learn a new sport, do a dream job that I've always wanted to do, right, reporting, I also got to witness one of the most historical seasons. No, the actually, let me, let me correct myself. It's the most historical season in USL history. San Antonio FC had the most wins ever in club history. They had the most wins in the USL, the most shutouts in the USL. And it goes on and on and on, the records that they broke. And I got to sit and not only witness that, but help tell a little bit of that story. I got to create my own segment called Walk in the Field. Completely made up by me, completely produced by me. I hosted as well. I interviewed the players. We walk and it did great. It got sponsored. First time out. First out the gate. It's the first segment I made for them and it just, it hit. But a segment like that doesn't work unless the players are willing to talk to you and, and open up a little bit and have fun. And these guys were always willing to do that. They were eager to have their stories told because up until the point that I got there, the stories weren't really being told in that way. You know, there's only so much you can do if you can't really sit and interview guys and really like walk with them and do all these things. And that's my forte, right? I love storytelling. I feel like I'm one of the best storytellers in the world, right? Like that's what out of character is, right? We just sit and tell stories all the time. And I love that. I could do that all day, especially when it's about athletes, man, because I understand the athletes, man. And I want to tell those stories because there's a lot of reporters that don't care about the athlete. And me personally, I care about the athlete. That's why I'm here. That's why I do this, because I want to protect them. I want to tell their stories the right way. And I want to shine light on dope people. And like I said, these San Antonio FC guys were so, so dope. So to see them take home the cup, take home the championship, it was, it was crazy. And it wasn't only just crazy, but it's inspiring. I don't know what it is about seeing people accomplish their goals. I don't care if I'm watching a TV show. I don't care if I'm watching a movie. I don't care if I'm reading a book. It could be completely fictional. I will get emotional when I see people accomplish their goals because it's something that's not promised to all of us, right? How hard is it to set a goal to say, I want to do something and then not only say you're going to do it, actually do it and accomplish it because a lot of times it's not always in our control. A lot of times we don't always get a lot of the opportunity to even pursue or achieve our goals, 
So many factors come into play to that, right? So when I see people achieve their goals, to me, it is so inspiring because there is nothing more that I dream about, that I think about, that keeps me up at night than accomplishing my dreams. Because I have big dreams, I have huge dreams, I have massive things that I pray for on a regular basis. So when I see other people accomplish these huge dreams, other people do things that people said they would never be able to do, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, it inspires me. Because I'll be real with y'all, when I got here, they were acting like San Antonio FC wasn't winning many games this year. Even though they made it to the playoffs, people were sleeping on them. And honestly, up until the championship game, people were doubting them. People were sleeping on them, and it didn't matter. They came onto their home field and dominated every single game of that playoffs. And I got to be right on that field and watch. And ladies and gentlemen, I've been lying to you if I didn't tell you I didn't get emotional. Because these guys not only became people that I was covering... They weren't only subject matter, they became my friends, they became my brothers. The respect and admiration I had for them, watching them fight it out and gut it out in the trenches, just built some type of bond. And for them, I'm sure the bond that they built with me was because they finally had somebody that they could trust and believe was going to tell their stories the right way. And you know how I give it up, right? When I meet you, when I'm around you, man, I'm coming with love. I'm coming with positivity. I'm coming with energy. So that's how I was bringing it to the guys, too. So to me, it just was so cool, like I said, to be a very, 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 very small part of that championship run, that championship journey. And it just, like I said, it just added more motivation and more fuel to my fire. Because this is just year one. All this took place in year one. Of my new journey in San Antonio. I got to witness a championship. I'll get to get a championship ring for being involved with this team. That's incredible. Incredible with a new sport. So imagine what year two, what year three will be like. And now I'm also deep in the Spurs season as well. And there's a lot of work to be done for the Spurs that I'm trying to accomplish and do. And there's a lot of things I want to share and talk to y'all about. I'm not going to get too deep into it right now because we got another other things to get to. But let me tell you guys, there's a lot of work to be done, a lot of goals that I'm trying to accomplish within just this next year, just this next quarter of the year. There's a lot of things I'm trying to get done. So to be surrounded by greatness constantly for a whole year, let me tell y'all that's feel like it rubbed off on me ladies and gentlemen I feel like a champion myself I told y'all the other day my son brought home a championship in camp so I've just been seeing nothing but excellence so what am I supposed to do I got no choice ladies and gentlemen with the ball out and continue to achieve my goals ladies and gentlemen shout out to San Antonio FC for being the GOATs for literally being the best there's not many times in life that you can unequivocally say I am the greatest. I am the best ever. Ladies and gentlemen, the record books, until proven otherwise, will say San Antonio FC is the greatest team in USL history. That 2022 San Antonio FC team was the greatest in USL history. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 41. Episode 41 of the greatest podcast in the world, the Out of Character Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, 
welcome. We hope you've enjoyed thus far. If you're a return listener, welcome back, family. Thank y'all for being here. Thank y'all for supporting us. We do not get to 41 episodes without y'all. And I appreciate y'all letting me talk about my guys for a little bit. Because I know y'all probably don't know who San Antonio FC is if you don't live in San Antonio. And that's fine. But you know what? I hope their story of greatness inspires you to be great like it inspired me to be great. But ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we got to move on. We have a lot of things to discuss. Now, as you guys know, that character studio gets sent videos, posts, tweets all the time that are out of character, right? Because we got a great audience. We got a great fan base. People love and support us. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, something phenomenal has come across the desk of OOC Studios. Now, a few months ago, they had voting for local offices. And whenever there's voting like that, right, all over social media, all over news, there's propaganda trying to tell people the importance of voting. Go out and vote. Go vote. Go do this. They get celebrities to make campaigns and they do all of these things, right? And you just know it's coming. So after a certain point, it's just like white noise to you, right? You see it and it just, it almost makes you roll your eyes in disgust because you're just like, oh my goodness, every single year, you know what's coming. And it's not even really creative. As a content creator, as somebody that likes making videos, as somebody that likes making posts, I get very upset when I see bad content. Let me tell you that Vote Now content, nine times out of 10, is terrible. Yes, it may be a good message, but let me tell you guys, the creativity is lacking because they do it so much. But, but, I got sent a video of a Vote Now campaign that I thought was excellent. This young lady, Went around and did Man on the Streets. You know I'm a sucker for Man on the Streets. I love Man on the Streets. That's my bag right there. She went and did Man on the Streets and talked to men and asked them things about women's bodies. Now, the purpose of this was to show that it is unsafe for women to allow the vote to just be held to men because they barely even know what's going on with women's bodies. Now, of course, a lot of things on these ballots are, you know, abortion rights and things like that. So the, basically her point is that, you know, who are men to say anything or vote or even have any say in our bodies if they don't even know what's going on with it, right? So I'm watching this and I'm seeing this and I'm like, man, it was, it was one video. It's like a whole page though, but it was just one video I watched. And these questions pretty tough like pretty tough questions like i did not know some of the answers to these questions i like to think i'm a feminist i like to think i am a champion of woman i like to think i believe that there is equal if not honestly i think women are better than us let's be real i've said it before on this podcast women are better than us if i could have a woman do all of my stuff my taxes change my oil do i just would cut my hair do my dreads I, i trust women far more than i'll ever trust a man so i like to think that you know I'm pretty tapped in, you know, with my with my sisters, you know what I mean? But let me tell y'all, watching these, it was just, but let me tell y'all, watching these videos and seeing the questions she had for these men, a lot of these things I've never even heard of. So what I thought would be really cool, because, you know what I'm saying, I'm not perfect. I am not perfect, but, ladies and gentlemen, I am a voter. I do vote. And this great nation has given me the opportunity to vote on women's bodies. I live in Texas. You know how they are in Texas about abortion laws. And they have allowed us men to have a say in what women do with their body. Now me, I can humbly say I know that that is wrong. How do I know that's wrong? Ladies and gentlemen, because I don't know much about the woman's body, apparently. 
<laughs> I don't know much. So to prove this, because like I said, like I'm humble, man. I don't mind being raw sometimes. I am going to play a random video. Like I said, I only watched one because as soon as I saw that first one, I knew what I wanted to do, right? I knew I wanted to do this on OC. Just to prove a point, right? Just to prove a point how much men really don't know about women. Even though me, I got a sister, I got a mother, love women, been with plenty when we get into the numbers but i've been plenty and i like to think like i said like i know especially a woman's body i feel like i know pretty well and if i don't know the answer to these questions i guarantee you a gang of men that could care less about women don't know the answer either but let's try it i'm just gonna open up the instagram page randomly i've not been on it in weeks let's see if i know some of the answers to these questions i'm just gonna pick around a video and i might know the answers I might actually be all right, so we're going to check it out. Welcome to Georgia for another episode of Roe v. Bros, the game show where we find out how much men know about women's bodies. What is a period? What is a period? I know it's something that women get once a month, unless they on the pill, right? I know, I mean, not to be crass or gross, but I feel like like the lining of something is like exiting the woman's body when they like having a flow and bleeding or something like that like that's all that's the best way i can describe it let's see how she describes it or how this gentleman she's asking describes it um a cycle where women get very moody that's it that's all it is that's all that happens yep. women get very moody all right she says the real answer is the monthly shedding of the lining of the uterus now i didn't use the word shedding that is far more disgusting than the way i put it but i think i was I, i'll give myself a half a point right we 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 half out of one all right we'll, we'll do that all right, let's see what else she got oh uh, what does pms stand for what does pms stand for premenstrual dang i was gonna pay i was gonna say premenstrual cycle but cycle starts with a c Premenstrual something. I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to guess the S because I feel like it'll just be offensive. Periodic menstruation. Period monthly cycle. <laughs> I don't know. Premenstrual cycle? No. I don't know. PMS. I've never heard of that before. What does it stand for? What? Uh, PMS. What PMS? Like disease? Premenstrual syndrome. Syndrome. Golly, that sounds. That's bleak. That's bleak. Can you breastfeed if you are lactose intolerant? Can a lactose intolerant mother breastfeed? Yeah, of course they can. Because it's they lactose. Like, that's got to be with the stomach, I've imagined it. it. That don't stop the, the woman's body. I know for a fact when a woman's pregnant, before she even has the baby, her breasts start producing milk, I think. So that has nothing to do with being lactose. Yeah, this got to be a trick question. That's that's asinine. I hope these gentlemen... I hope, I hope I'm right, but I hope these gentlemen know the answer. No, because I'm not drinking no breast milk. I don't know about anybody else, but that's not me. <laughs> so the answer was yes. The answer was yes, that women can breastfeed with their lactose intolerant. These are crazy questions, though. Great, great content, whoever this girl is. Amazing, amazing content. I love this. What are the symptoms of, a, of PMS? What are common symptoms of PMS? Mood swings for sure. I'm sorry. I don't mean no disrespect, but that's definitely like the above all is all y'all be a little aggressive or y'all just use it as an excuse 
to be aggressive. But the fact that it's called syndrome makes me feel like y'all ain't making it up. Like, syndrome sounds serious. That sounds like a big deal. Like, if I had anything with, like, syndrome at the end of it, I'd be pretty terrified. Uh, cramps. Y'all suffer cramps, some people. Blood flow. Definitely blood flow down there. Sometimes it's heavier than others. I know that. I know that's why there's, like, heavy flow pads and things. I'm familiar. I'm aware. Like I said, I'm a champion of women, so I'm, I'm familiar with these things. Other symptoms. I mean, I'd have to imagine, like, you get sleepy, nauseous. Like, I feel like it's just a mean, mean stomach ache. Like, just the meanest stomach ache you probably ever had. Um, we got blood flowing out of the vagina based on the egg dying inside of it. Alright, so the answers were bloating, headaches, anxiety, trouble sleeping, cramps, irritability, and constipation. I feel like I got that one. I feel like I'm one and a half out of three. I don't know what you guys think, but I feel like I'm I feel like I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty good. What is a period? What is a period? Isn't period PMS in the same thing, right? Period is just another word for it. But it's the same thing as what PMS was. Uh, periods if the egg's not used it's got to be you know evacuated it's almost like a like a vaginal cleanse yeah i, I love the gestures yeah. it helps me like understand yeah. and are you all registered to vote oh uh, yeah are you registered to vote yes are you registered to vote yes i am now that we're all informed let's get out there and vote yeah the monthly shedding of the lining of the uterus i just wish she used a different word than shedding that's probably accurate scientifically but that just oh that sounds terrible so ladies and gentlemen as you can see her case study worked she talked to a gang of men that have voting rights that will be voting on december 6th and we don't know about women i didn't know either i didn't do too well honestly i don't think i got that many right i don't know i, w I forgot to keep count but i don't think i got that many right ladies and gentlemen I really don't. And yes, that piece of content is hilarious and it's funny and it's funny to see men not know shit because everybody knows we don't know shit, right? But it does lead to a bigger conversation and a bigger issue. Now, you know, I don't get too political on out of character. I don't get too political in life, right? I like to take things pretty easy. But one thing that does and will always bother me is the disrespect that this country has towards women mind you this is somebody that has in ways disrespected women before you know being you know cheating um you know dating you know sexualizing doing all those things you know nothing crazy but you know just being a young man out here just wilding whatever but as you get older and you become a man right like we said black men don't cheat black men treat women right you start to understand what's at stake when you are treating women poorly you start to understand what it does and how it affects women when they're treated poorly you also learn how just being in this world affects women on a day-to-day -day basis as i've gotten older i've learned about how women are scared to even walk from the grocery store to their cars because some creep might follow them out the store women can't work out comfortably because men feel the need to bother them hit on them check them out be inappropriate 
And now women are being told what to do when they are pregnant. Now I am a faithful man, right? I don't I don't like to say religious cuz I don't follow like a certain religion, but I believe in God. I believe in all that good stuff. I follow the Bible. But even with that, I would never dare to tell a woman she has to keep a child that she is not ready or equipped to bear. Even if it was a situation where it was me and a woman and she's like, what should I do? As a man, I'm going to have enough respect for her to say, you do whatever you feel is right and I'm going to support you. Because that's all I get to say as a man. That's it. And it, y'all may think that's unfair. It may sound unfair. But ladies and gentlemen, it's just not. Because as men, we almost never get told what to do with our bodies. There's not even a man birth control. But women have to do all of these things, put IUDs inside of them, and just go through all kind of crazy hormonal things, right? But men don't go through those kind of things. There's a big imbalance when it comes to how we deal with men and women, especially when it comes to our bodies. And now we have things on the ballot that could take women's rights away. Ladies and gentlemen, I someday hope to have my own daughter. I someday hope to raise a young queen in this world. And let me tell you, even the thought of my future daughter having to deal with things like this and have men or state or politicians tell her what she can and can't do with her body. Ladies and gentlemen, it infuriates me. It infuriates me that my mother, that my sister have to go through things on a regular basis and worry about things and fearful of certain things that I will never, ever feel. There is almost never a time when I'm walking around and I feel unsafe. I'm sure there is a ton of women that can say the exact opposite. That there's never a time that they're walking around where they feel completely safe. That's crazy. We live in America. And knowing all of these things already, we add on to the fire by saying, you know what? Even if your pregnancy is going to kill you, you better have that baby. Even if your baby and you won't make it, you better have that baby. We're adding more fuel to the fire. And these are the women that raise us, that carry us, that birth us. And like I said, I'm not making this about uh, just abortion, right? Like whatever you think that is, I feel like that is up to the woman completely. I ain't got no business in that. I don't got to carry nothing for nine months. When my lady has a baby, all I got to do is pull up. <laughs> Get some snacks every now and then. It's easy for us. But as you saw in the game we just played, men don't even know about a woman's body or what they're going through. So how the hell can we make up laws like this? And granted, it's not just men legislators because there are women in politics, women in those chairs. But regardless, we got to take care of each other. And that includes taking care of women and keeping them safe. So, yes, it's funny to play that game and laugh at how much I do not know about the woman's body, and how much men do not know. 
But please, please see stuff like that and content like that as a big red flag. Because that's what it is. That's what it is. Fellas, we do not have the right to tell women what they do with their bodies. I don't care if y'all had a one-nighter and you accidentally knocked her up and now she about to have your baby and you barely know this chick. Listen, bruh. That's on her. That's her journey. That's what she's supposed to make. And you as a man got to be there to support her. If not for just the fact that these queens are going through hell every day. Could you imagine being scared walking to your car? Fellas, for real. Could you imagine that? Really think about that. I'm leaving the grocery store. I'm getting gas. I'm working out. And I got to constantly have my head on a swivel because somebody could be trying to assault me, harass me, or worse, kill me. Those are things that is happening in America to women. Women are disappearing all the time. So the least we can do is support them and listen to them when they're saying to us, it's our bodies, our choice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 41, episode 41 of the greatest podcast in the world, the Out of Character Podcast. I am honored, as always, to be your host. My name is Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for being here. We hope you enjoyed thus far. Make sure you like, make sure you share, make sure you subscribe. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, family. We know you already do all of those things. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to our Out of Character family. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a little more to get into. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this video going around from the Bayou Classic. The Bayou Classic is when um, Southern and Grambling play each other. It's like an annual thing. And, you know, it's, it's a big event. It's on TV. It's going crazy. And there's this clip that goes on air. You know, they show the fans sometimes at the games. It's a football game. And <laughs> it looks like there's this brother rolling up like the fattest blunt in the world like it just looked like he rolling it up and it's not just because of like his hands motion but it's literally because he has a lighter and it looks like he's like like drying the blunt off like trying to seal it and like lock it up with the lighter and of course everybody starts cracking because like oh my gosh it's an hbcu big game and of course they rolling up they lighting up and of course like twitter had a field day with it right and if you're an HBCU alum, like that kind of stuff, you don't really want people to like associate with going to HBCU. So like people were a little like annoyed and like embarrassed by it, right? So I guess, and it was an older gentleman. That's what was even funnier. It was an older gentleman. So I guess his nephew being on Twitter saw everything that was going on. Cause this was going viral. This was going everywhere. Cause nobody's ever seen anybody rolling up in the front of a stadium at a game with the lighter, just getting, getting busy with it. So usually that's like upper bowl type stuff. So, <laughs> so his nephew gets online and is like, yo, y'all got my uncle messed up. Lay off him because he is not rolling a blunt. And so I guess his nephew was with him. So he had took pictures of his uncle like any nephew would when uncles is doing crazy things. This brother had a rib in his hand and was using the lighter to warm the rib up. Where this rib came from, I have no idea, but I have to imagine this was a leftover that he brought to the game and he had this lighter knowing he was going to warm up his food at the game. Now, first things first, ladies and gentlemen, I have never in my life even thought to do something like that. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this man might be a genius. Ladies and gentlemen, this man might be living in 2045 because I've never seen that before, have you? But it makes sense, what a good idea. When back in the day when you was in the forest and had to cook a deer or a cat or something like that, what did you do? You put it over a fire, right? So what's the difference between just putting one little rib over a lighter? Ladies and gentlemen, you opened my eyes up to amazing things. Now me, I didn't judge this man, but let me tell y'all, Black Twitter judged him far worse than they would have judged him as if that was an actual blunt. Because, like I said, that is something that has never been seen before. That is something that is just wild. And it's like, bro, just get a damn hot dog, man. Like, it can't be that serious. That rib can't be that good to where you got to. Because it's not like that is like a fast process. It's not like he's going to put the lighter under the rib and it's going to heat up right away. Bro had to been heating that rib up for like 15 minutes minimum for it to make an effect. And you got to move it around. I mean, it's a lot of work. And you're at a live game, so you're out in the elements. That couldn't have been his greatest moment. And that's one of those things where it's like when you're doing something like that, my man probably in his zone, probably had a few beers, probably had a few other things. He chilling. He had the game. His team probably winning. And he think, oh, man, I'm just going to warm this up a little bit. I'm going to sneak a little snack. He's not realizing the whole world is watching him and is going to be judging him for his odd eating habits. And ladies and gentlemen, it made me think, what if I was put on the spot like that? I'd be, I'd be devastated because eating your food is one of the like most sacred things you can do. Imagine if you're somewhere eating and you look up and somebody's just staring at you eating. It's immediately going to make you uncomfortable, right? It's immediately going to make you uncomfortable. So I had to put myself in his shoes, right, and ask myself, what is... The most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me involving food. And ladies and gentlemen, I knew right away. I knew right away because it's something that happened that just sticks with me and sticks in the back of my head. And maybe if I share it with my out of character family on episode 41, maybe I'll be able to let this go and feel better. Or maybe y'all can holler at me and tell me if I'm tripping or if I was right to feel embarrassed. So ladies and gentlemen, I do a lot of traveling, especially when I was at ESPN. I do a lot of traveling. So what would happen is we would go and we would stay at hotels. And me, I'm, I'm, I'm very frugal. So I'm always looking for the free breakfast, right? I'm going to get up early. If I got to go back to sleep, I'm going to get up early and get my free breakfast. And as you know, hotel breakfast is a hit and miss, right? Them continental breakfasts are hit or miss. Either you're going to get something that's pretty darn decent or you're going to get something that's pretty nasty. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to be great food by any means. But like I said, you're either going to be decent or it's going to be nasty. But regardless, it's free. So BC going to go and eat, right? I'm going to make sure I'm there regardless. And I'm going to get something. I'm going to eat something. I don't care if it's an apple. I don't care if it's a little bit of cereal. I'm going to get something just for the fact that it's free and for the fact that I don't want to spend money on this trip. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if it's work, I got per diem. And they pay me for my food. So if I don't spend that money on food, I get to keep it, right? So, I mean, it just makes sense. So I'm on the road. And normally we stay at pretty, pretty nice hotels. And this one was a solid hotel, but it was there was nothing exceptional about it. There was nothing that made me think that the breakfast I was going to have the following morning after I checked in was going to be good. But you know what? Like I said, free food is free food. So BC going to pull up. So that's what I did, man. It's like 7 o'clock in the morning because we have very early like crew calls. Usually it's like 8 or 9. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get down there early and I'm going to eat real quick or I'm going to just take this to go. You know, that's my mindset. So, like I said, going down the elevator, I don't have high expectations. I'm already setting myself up to know that, listen, man, we're just going to get something real quick. You ain't really going to be eating long. This is going, it is what it is. You know, you kind of like game yourself up for a mediocre meal, right? Especially when you're on the road. So, I get down there, and ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, this spread was immaculate. 
it was immaculate. They had bagels, muffins, and like the good muffins, right? Like the blueberry and the cinnamon crunch muffin. And they had all kinds of different cereals. And they had bacon, like good bacon. They had different type of eggs. You can make, they had an omelet bar. Waffles, powdered sugar with the waffle syrup. They had the whole nine. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you guys, they did not spare any expense for this breakfast. And ladies and gentlemen, as much as I have traveled, I have never seen a free breakfast like this. So I am pretty amped up. I'm pretty excited. This is making my morning because I'm about to have a feast. And not only am I going to have a feast, I'm going to take a to-go plate or two and put it upstairs in the fridge that's in my room. Oh, I'm going to be set. I'm going to have food for the rest of the day. I am so happy. And so I'm going through the line and I'm getting all this stuff. And my, I got plates in there packed. And then I get to the end. And what I didn't notice when I was going towards the end was that they had this massive selection of fruit. Now, a lot of times when you have that assorted fruit, you know, it's like melons, cantaloupe, you know, pineapple, maybe, maybe a strawberry, maybe some grapes, right? Like, that's usually the line, right? But this spread had almost everything you could imagine. And it also had the largest slices of watermelon I may have ever seen. And ladies and gentlemen, I hate to dive into the stereotype, but I do love watermelon. It is my favorite fruit. I could sit and eat an entire watermelon in one sitting. I can't. I'll just get plates of it. Like, I love watermelon. It's the best fruit in the world. And honestly, I think it's a terrible stereotype because I think everybody loves watermelon. Watermelon is just good. I don't, if you don't like watermelon, there's something wrong with you, in my opinion. So I love it. So when I see this watermelon, this juicy, red, succulent watermelon sitting on that table, and it was just, it was mounds of it, people. And it's free. Ladies and gentlemen, I could not contain my excitement and my joy any longer. At this point, I had stayed pretty composed. At this point, I may have been smiling, but in my head, I was freaking out at all this free food because nothing gets me more excited than free food, ladies and gentlemen. So, but like I said, I held my composure. I had acted correctly. But ladies and gentlemen, when I got a gander at that beautiful, delicious watermelon, I said, oh, bet that's what's up. And I said it super loud and I said it super excited. And the minute I said it, I look up and there is this old white couple staring at me as if, oh my gosh, they really do love watermelon. And ladies and gentlemen, I was so embarrassed because I was like, oh no, I have let all my people down. These white people are gonna go tell their friends, their cousins, their kids, their grandkids about how these Negroes really do love watermelon. I was so embarrassed. Because ladies and gentlemen, I exclaimed. You know how like in a comic book they're like exclaimed? I exclaimed when I saw this watermelon. I projected my happiness for seeing watermelon in front of white people. What a mistake, what a mistake. Because you know what? Let me tell y'all white people if you're listening. I don't know if I got white listeners on out of character. But let me tell you if you are listening. Black people move around very cautiously to make sure that y'all do not see or hear us do things that can build y'all ignorance up. Because we already know what y'all think about us. We already know how y'all feel. And all y'all stereotypes about us are boring and lazy. So we already expect y'all to think the worst of us.
So when a moment like that happens, ladies and gentlemen, I don't only feel like I failed myself, I feel like I failed my community. Because I gotta have better social awareness than that, right? Because, like I said, what's at stake? These people probably been talking about me for years. This was years ago, but they probably, I'm probably the topic of the discussion. Every time they see a black person or every time they see some watermelon. Well, Carol, dumb niggers sure love their watermelon. Let me tell you why. I saw this dreadheaded man and he was so excited. Like, you know, that's how they talk, right? And that's how they feel about us. And let me tell you, the look on their faces was the thing that really got me, right? Because they kind of looked at me like, yeah, nigga. Yeah, eat that watermelon. Yeah, that's for you. You know, it's one of the things like, yeah, we knew it. We knew it. That's how they was looking at me. And let me tell you, I was so embarrassed. And that was just one couple. So I couldn't imagine my eating habits being on display for the entire world and going viral. Shout out to that brother. Because like I said, to me, you're a genius. You have taught me something that I am definitely going to try. Do I think it's going to work? Not necessarily. Do I think I have the patience to warm up some meat with a lighter? No, not at all. And like I said, this wasn't like a torch or anything. This was like a little big lighter. Like it was a very cheap lighter. So like, I don't know if I have the patience for it, but I am going to try it. In honor of this kink, I am going to try it. And brother, I know people are still sharing that video and talking about you. I'm sure you're getting local news interviews, but I just hope you're taking a stride, brother. Do not be embarrassed because at least, at least I don't think. I don't think you made our culture look bad. I think that was just something that was pretty funny and cool. Me, I feel like I let my ancestors down by getting so excited about watermelon from the white people. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 41. Episode 41 of the greatest podcast in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm honored and lucky and happy to be your host. My name is Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, we hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you're back for episode 42. Thank you for being here. Subscribe, like, and share. If you're a return listener, welcome back, family. We love you. Thank you for being here. Out of Character is not anywhere without y'all. I always like to say that because I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful for the views, for the likes, for the shares. I mean, y'all don't got to support, but somewhere, for some reason y'all do, man. And it's been years now, and we still got a lot to get to. We still got a lot of things to do, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, in closing, you know, we had some fun. We laughed, but straight up, you know, I ain't into the propaganda. But if you believe in voting, go vote. If you believe in making change, go vote. If you got daughters, you got mothers, you got sisters that you're trying to protect. Maybe you don't even believe in voting, but maybe vote this time. Maybe vote this time because it seems like, man, seems like some fishy, nasty things is going on. And the only way they tell us that we can stop it or prevent it is by voting, is by getting the right people in office that can speak for us that can vouch for us that can defend us and that can protect us ladies and gentlemen this is episode 41 of the out of character podcast i'm your host brian colbert my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you listen if you're listening we appreciate you for listening and as always god bless